Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 310, recorded live on Sunday, June 2nd, 2013, and here are your hosts. The man who got to see what I do last week, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who's back this week to ride the board, Andy Lowe, hi. To ride the... wait, what? Ride the board is... Are we surfing? No, it's, um... When you're doing sound recordings, riding the board means you're actually the one operating the mixing console. Okay. There's not a whole lot of mixing that happens in the show. No. Most of our mixing actually happens in post-production. Yes. In fact, all of our mixing happens in post-production. Yes. Yes, it does. So there's not much board to ride. No, not during the... Also, the board is entirely virtual. Yes. There's actually um, some of the new uh, audio consoles for radio stations. Mm -hmm. There's like a physical board, so you still have the sliders for the levels. Yeah. But all it is is basically controlling a virtual board. So people can actually basically... um, if If there's a problem with the audio board, you can now basically remote in and see if you can adjust the stuff manually. And then like little lights will show up on the actual console board saying, hey, you need to do this with the board for it to match up with the virtual console. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy now what people are doing. Yeah, I I guess it is. And here I am helping out at a radio station where everything is still analog. Because those skill sets are going to help you out a lot in the future. Yep. That's part of the meeting, actually, at 6 o'clock today. Okay. How you are going to modernize the, the radio station? Well, I, I think it's, well, everything's in limbo right now because they just passed their budgeting thing and it's that and the other, and it's new managers and it's all just chaos. <laughs> chaos! It's all going crazy. Yeah. Okay. So? So? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Ninety percent of the episode. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I like you. You tell me what you think what happened because the only thing I can think of is something I know I didn't do, which is remove silence on the different tracks and then match, uh, match them together. Yeah, I don't know. I I would have to look at your raw audio files to see. Mm-hmm. But I did. I don't know. Neither do I. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you really should, because our guest becomes precognizant. He knows what I'm going to ask before I ask it. But he doesn't get precognizant right away. It's, it's a slow process. Over the course of the episode, he learns. It's like, uh... Uh, Broccoli from Next Generation. What's his actual name? Berkeley? Broccoli? Yeah, everybody calls him Broccoli. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Barkley. Barkley? Barkley. Barkley, there we go. Oh, yeah, there was the one episode where he, yeah. he gets, like, super smart because the one dude wants to meet the humans. Yes. But he doesn't get really smart right away. It just starts. Slowly progresses. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it it was an interesting time. It was really interesting being the uh, the audio master and 
doing what you do. So how'd you like it? Your instructions were, were readable and understandable, and I was able to get through it, mostly. You want to do it again? Yeah, I mean, it'll be a hell of a lot faster if, if you do it. But if we, you know, if it comes down to an emergency, if you can't do it, then I can do it. True. Can't do it today. I have other stuff I need to do. I have to go set up my room for tomorrow. Oh, for your class? Yes. Mm. I'm training all five days. Wear comfortable shoes. Yes. I need to get comfortable shoes. <laughs> I actually need to find a different pair of shoes. I'm starting how, to wear. How, how was your weekend, Andy? It was good. It was um, working on Saturday. I'm actually glad we decided to record on Sunday today because I was supposed to do a half route on Saturday. And then I get there and they're like, guess what? Full route. I meant last weekend, though, when you were celebrating oh. your anniversary. Oh, that also was quite fun. Okay. Let's see. We had the book saw, on Saturday. Saw a Tigers game. Tigers game on Sunday. Saw the Star Trek movie and went out to Weber's. On Monday. And then Tuesday we had our couple's massage. Um, I got a new sports coat. I actually learned the difference between a sports coat and a blazer. Do you I, know what the difference I is? I don't know the difference. Um, the sports coat uh, normally is just a solid color, no pattern, and it has the gold nautical buttons. And a blazer normally is like a pattern jacket and just has like uh, suit buttons. If I... Got it that way, or is it the other way around? I think you might have it the other way around. So Andy doesn't know the difference between... Or he does know, he just can't pick which one's which. Oh, sorry, Blazer has... Has the nautical buttons. Yes. Yes. Sports coats don't. No. So Andy... Okay, so I have a sports coat. Yes. Which is good. So Andy... Yes. Topics. Before we hit the topics, though... You were not here last week. No, no, I was not. So, Andy, what are your reactions to everything from last week? I mean, there there were some big, some big stuff like the the Xbox One, TV, sports, sports, TV. Yeah, it makes so that's, sense. That's what you were focusing on. That well, I actually was watching it because I I was watching it kind of cool watching it on TV on the uh, Spike. TV network. Okay. I was actually broadcasting it, which was actually kind of neat. Um, it was a little annoying that the Microsoft uh, pep squad was cheering everything on every two seconds. It was like the State of the Union address? Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see the rest of the story. Because hearing the, the complete chaos that happened after the uh, announcement from all the Media sources were like they were going on group tours and individual interviews and nobody was getting the same answer from anybody. Yep. That Microsoft needed to get their shit in a row. Yep. That you had like five different sources of information and they were all different. Yes, because they literally... Okay, so there was the main presentation in a tent in the middle of a field. And they were all shuffled off to this other like media room to do all the reporting and before they got taken on the group tours and the individual interviews and all that sort of stuff. So people were going out on these tours and interviews, asking questions and coming back, and they would basically have to talk to the other people to see what their answers were. It's like, well, I got from this answer from this guy, and I got this other group got this answer from this other guy, and it's not making sense. Nope. Nope. 
So you you want to hear what Microsoft is actually going to do? Yes. Not the ridiculous, we don't know what we're doing, so we're all going to make something up. Yes. Okay. Which hopefully next week at E3. Microsoft has the first keynote. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding back for that. Monday night. Isn't it at, like, what time on Monday? I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm probably not going to be able to see it. It's either at 6 o'clock your time or 9 o'clock your time. There it is. It is... Oh, God. Wait, what? Okay. 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific. So noon. Yes. On a Monday. On a Monday. I will be up at the TV station, so I will not be able to... Watch it live. Yeah. Okay. I might be able to see it live. We'll see. If I'm training a class, I won't be able to. Uh, okay, so what else from last week? Yeah, who buys Tumblr? Why? I don't know. Because they are. <laughs> the Apple tax evasion, that was actually pretty funny to watch on The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Satellites are falling. Well, that always happens. Terraria is not dead. I tried it out. I suck at it. It takes a long time to, to get used to it. And you tried it solo. It is significantly easier when you have it with other people. Exploration but, alone is so much easier. But like I say, it, it, I need some sort of guidance. Yes. You literally throw me in a sandbox and just say, go. Did you oh. never actually have a sandbox when you were a kid, Andy? No, no, I did not. Okay. Did you? No. I loved them, but I, I never had one. I never knew what to do with them. I always would just dig a hole, which actually, surprisingly, is what I do in Terraria. <laughs> I just start digging, like, straight down. Brian's up building this huge, gigantic mansion, and I dig a hole to hell. Yeah, I think that's about it from last week. Okay. Quintet does seem interesting, though. Yes. You haven't played that with us yet, have you? No, no, I have okay. not. We actually, we, we played the night before, and Carmine dropped in to watch our game, and he was impressed with how we played as a team. Because you guys have always been around each other for a long, long time. Yep. Well, That's why you, the, you've been in that group, Andy. I know. It's Not like the Apollo Astrobus. They, they train as, as a group for, almost, I think it was, what, a year? Maybe a year and a half? As a group, just to get that camaraderie together. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of funny with the... If you ever have a chance, read, uh, what's it, The Dark Side of the Moon, the book that Apollo 13... Dark Side of the Moon. No, not the... Not the Pink Floyd album. Let's see, Apollo 13. Far Side of the Moon. Nope, that's the Apollo 16 picture. Oh, Lost Moon. There Lost we go. Moon. Well done, Andy. And it was something with the moon. And... Why don't you suggest it as the book club book? Well, I've already done my book. I have to wait for everybody else to finish. Okay. That actually was a good book. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, there's something about that with uh, teamwork and camaraderie and gelling as a group. Interesting read. Okay. Right, so should we talk about, you know... Um... <laughs> this week's topics? Yeah. Sure. What would you like to hit first? Oh, Starting at the bottom. Starting at the bottom. Starting at the bottom. You remember, uh, actually, I don't know if you were at that PAX. I don't think you were. When Razor 
unveiled the blade. No, no, I was not. So Razer made a gaming laptop. Yes. You remember that? Yes. It was called the Blade, because mm-hmm. it's the Razer Blade. Ah ha ha. And it was thin, sleek, incredibly powerful, and incredibly expensive. It was they made a, a new one? It, yeah, they made a new one. It was a $3,000 gaming laptop. Well, they've come out with the new Razer Blade, which is thinner than a dime is tall. So this is like a MacBook Air on steroids. Yeah, that is exactly what it is. Oh, look, and it has a MacBook Air sort of price tag. $1,800. For the cheap one. Yeah. Holy crap. But, it, I mean, you, you do have to be kind of impressed with it. There's no way in hell I'd ever buy it, but you have to give them credit for it. It's like one of those things where it's like, okay, can we do it? <laughs> can we? Yes. Should we? Mm. It's one of those things where it's it, the idea should just be done just to see if it is possible. It well, clearly it is now possible. Yeah, this laptop is about as powerful as my desktop, and it puts my laptop to shame. Future, okay. oh god, it has the Haswell processor. Really? Yeah, I thought that was was that even out? I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, so it, this is these are past the Core 7 stuff then. Built-in full HD webcam. God, this is ridiculous. Yeah, isn't it pretty? <laughs> Just put this in perspective. The Jeep I am currently driving, I bought for $1,000. On eBay. Yes. And you had to drive to Wisconsin to pick well, it up. But anyway. <laughs> like, Andy... This laptop costs more than a car. Yes. Granted, you also bought that Jeep with the the understanding that you'd be lucky for it to last a year and a half. No, it's running fine. Yes, I understand it's running fine. You bought it with the idea that you'd be lucky to get it to run a year and a half. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, even at a year and a half, for a thousand bucks, you're money ahead. Right? Apply that to, like, a new car. True. You you want to get more than a thousand bucks for a year, and you're good. Anyway, oh, speaking of cars, this is not on the topic. Okay, I mean Tesla is on the topic. But True, but um, okay, cars. BMW yes, yeah, is basically one of the. If you're thinking of diesel cars, you're I thinking typically of typically. I'm not, but okay. But when you do think of diesel cars. You normally would think of, like, a VW or maybe a Mercedes. Sure. Or a semi. Okay, yes. That's basically... the When you go to the Detroit Auto Show, I've always done the, okay, where it's the diesel cars. Yeah. There's VW's got some. Mercedes has some. And then you have the big trucks. Yeah. So, um, VW is planning on doing a recall for over 200,000 cars... Because, this is the problem, people keep on putting gas into their diesel cars. Oops. Now, if I owned a diesel, wouldn't you, like, think, hey, I need to put diesel in it and not gas? Yeah, I mean, I. why are you buying a diesel car and then putting gas in it? I don't know. They are too... (laughs) 
No. The, the problem is, if you put gas in your diesel, it, 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 it's bad for the engine. Like, seriously bad. Basically because the uh, spark temperature is different and it's lots of problems. And if you do that, that's not covered under the warranty because it's your own damn fault. Yeah. So I... VW is basically saying, hey, you, you guys are idiots. We hate being the bad guy. So we're just going to put a little... Because diesel, no, diesel fuel pump nozzles are larger than the gas nozzles, so hence you actually cannot put a diesel nozzle in your gasoline car. But since the gas ones are smaller, they fit in the diesel nozzles. So they're actually putting a little, basically a stopper in there, so it won't take the smaller ones, but it'll take the bigger ones. That's impressive. Yeah. That's actually impressive that they can do that. It's, it's impressive that they can do it. The reasoning behind it is pretty stupid. Yes. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say, Andy. I mean, people are idiots. Yeah, very true. This actually kind of ties into the, the Tesla topic. Okay. So, Tesla... Are people trying to put gas in their Teslas? No. Oh. But Tesla that wants would be, to... That would be really funny. I don't know how they would do it. It would work. <laughs> you could put it in, like, the washer fluid? <laughs> I just have these really bad visions of like someone going down the highway and turning on their windshield wiper and gas just starts flowing onto their car. Which would be fine, you know, as long as nothing gets a spark. Yeah, because it would also get vaporized as it comes out of the, the, the dispenser. Yeah. So then you get like the guy in front of you who pulls up, lowers his window, sticks out a cigarette. <laughs> Tesla's on fire! But, okay. I, I think I just came up with, like, the new Fast and the Furious action scene. Would that work? I know they've they've done a Mythbusters on the cigarette and gasoline. Yeah. And it won't light. No. It just doesn't get hot enough. But they did make the claim that it would probably light gasoline vapor. And you're basically using the washer thing as almost an aerosol sort right. of thing. Right. So, Dave, what I need you to do... <laughs> I was about to say that to you, Andy, and then I thought better of it. I said it first. I think we need to go find a stunt company <laughs> and say, we've got an idea. <laughs> and if it works, you could probably, like, patent it and then sell it to some movie. Maybe. Right. Anyway. Okay, Tesla's. Teslas. Not people putting gasoline in no. their, their washer fluid. But you still need to, you know, charge the Tesla while you're after you drive it for a bit. Yes, because it's an electric car. Yes. So they are planning um, the number of supercharger stations will triple from 8 to 25 by the end of June. And by the end of this year, according to Musk, there will be enough charging stations to connect um, New York to L.A. So you actually could drive it cross-country. Cool. How this relates to the diesel thing, though, is these Tesla charging stations. Yeah. Have a proprietary connector. Okay. So only Teslas can... Actually, more specifically, um, only the Model S's can use these. Not even the Roadster. If you got the Roadster too bad? Yeah. Kind of sad. (laughs) Musk says he's not against working with other automakers to make their EVs compatible. Well, of course, because then you could charge them a licensing fee for using your proprietary connector and charging stations. Yep. Now, is it free for Tesla owners to use this stuff? 
Um, I do believe so. So when you buy a Tesla, you're buying the car and you're buying the rights to use the energy. Yes. Okay. Some of them actually use uh, huge half-megawatt-hour batteries and solar power at charging stations, so they can actually be off the grid, too. I don't know how long they would have to be in the sun before, you know, your one Tesla can get charged up. I don't know. It's neat that he's doing this, but still, I wish they would just make some sort of universal EV connector and then just let everybody use it. I don't want Tesla to be the universal connector, though, because just be giving it more money. Yep. Well, I mean, if they keep doing cool stuff... So what's the difference between the red and the gray on this map? I'm not sure. It's from... There's there's no legend. No. Well, it's from the uh, Tesla website map. Let's see what their... See if their actual website has... There's an interactive map. Their interactive map does not show what the difference is between red and gray. Yes. Okay. Gray is the new set. Yes. Every time you move the thing, the gray ones are the new ones. Wow, so right now you really can't go anywhere with a Tesla. No. Oh, okay, I see what it may mean with their New York to um, L.A. Yeah. It's like you have to Going wait. Going through South Dakota? Yeah, that's... Because that's a direct route. Well, no, so that's that's what, 80 goes through South Dakota? Or 90? Um, 90 goes through South Dakota. Yes. 80 goes through, like, Nebraska. If you wait until 2015, then you could go through... Kansas. 2014, you can go through Kansas. No, they're building some in Kansas in 2014, but it doesn't look like they'll be online until 2015. I think that the the gray doesn't mean it's not online. No. I think the gray is, here's the set that was just added between the last one and this one. I'm curious, why the hell they'll be building one, what looks like in Ludington? <laughs> um, or is that Muskegon? Way on the, the West Coast? Yeah. I don't know. Can you imagine having to drive all the way out there to just to charge your car? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking this. If you live in Grand Rapids, at the end of this year, you're going to have to drive south to, uh, what is that, like? Looks like it's Benton Harbor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Or north to Muskegon to charge your car. At that point, you're building your own in your garage. Yes, but if I want to use the free supercharge, yes, I have to drive half the tank. That would not make sense. I feel like this is along the same lines of, hey, I bought a car, but you're only allowed to fill it up at Shell stations. Nowhere yep. else. Yep. Why is there one in Eau Claire and not Minneapolis? I don't know. They, wait, even by 2015, there will be none in Minneapolis. Like, that's a pretty sizable city. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, continuing with cars, Google yeah. Street View went live in Lithuania. Okay. And then um, was promptly used by the state tax authority in the government. Basically, they went around and browsed through all the Street View videos, well, images. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for um, housing construction and property sales that were not officially um, done. So therefore, no taxes were paid on said buildings and such. Okay. 
So they've just been browsing the video looking for housing and buildings and stuff that's not on their registry. And so far they found 100 homeowners and 30 construction companies they have suspected for dodging taxes. Whoa. And they've are, two recent cases have netted $130,000 in taxes and penalties. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's also a lot of people trying to dodge taxes. Yep. Now, Lithuania is a much tinier country, but we could do that on, like, the city level. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How do you feel about that, Andy? <sighs> I mean, it does seem like a slight invasion of privacy, but at the same time, you're supposed to be paying taxes. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where if you're playing by the rules, then it shouldn't matter to you. I do have to say, though, we did this a couple of times with the Census Bureau when we were trying to figure out if uh, one of the houses was on our list was actually a house or not. So you went on to Street View? Yeah. Nice. It's one of those things where it's like, well, because some of our um, workers were not doing their due diligence. Oh, I know. What a surprise when you hire a ginormous temporary workforce that you don't get people with the highest work ethic. Yep. Shocker there. Yep. Especially around cities like Benton Harbor. But anyway, so we had to sometimes go out and verify that houses and addresses that were did on there. Did not were, exist. Yeah. And rather than, you know, drive out there and pay for the mileage. And all of you just brought up Google Street View. Hey, look, there's a house there. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so it does save a lot of time and money, and people need to stop breaking the law. Yeah. Okay. 3D printing in space. Yes. NASA? NASA is basically putting out a contract to a... Does 3D, 3D printing work in microgravity? Well, they don't know. <laughs> That's the thing is, they're going to... What do you mean they don't know? They haven't tried it out yet. Sometime in the next year, a a company called Made in Space, which is basically trying out 3D printers in microgravity, and NASA has basically put a contract with them to put a 3D printer in the ISS sometime next year. So that they can manufacture their own parts. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's brilliant, because look at what happened with Apollo 13. (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah. They they had to do this ridiculous workaround to try and fit the, the square peg in the round hole. God, I still can't believe it's actually a square peg in a round hole. Yes. But if they could have just printed their own part, yeah, would have been fine. But then we wouldn't have had a MacGyver. Did that actually inspire MacGyver? Yeah. If I remember correctly, that was actually like one of the inspirations for MacGyver. Okay, that's pretty cool. No, not MacGuffin MacGyver. (laughs) Andy, we don't need to look it up right now. So 3D printing in space. Yes. They they have to know whether it'll work in microgravity. Well, they've tried it in the Vomit Comet. Okay, and it worked. I guess so. Good. Because if it didn't work there, I don't think NASA would have put a contract to them to get one in the International Space Station. Yeah, because those things aren't light. No. No, they're not light at all. Okay. Asteroid Mining Company launches $1 million Kickstarter. What? <laughs> I I can't believe I actually said that sentence aloud. Seriously. Andy, where are we? 
Do we still live in the same world that we we grew up in? I don't know. 3D printing in space, asteroid mining. I I, I, I don't know. This is so know. weird. NASA put out a report, by the way, saying uh, humans on Mars is not happening for some time yet. The results from Curiosity, as well as the other rovers and, and all the radiation information that's been Well, coming. actually, um, Curiosity is the rover. The uh, Mars Science Laboratory yes. was the spaceship that took Curiosity to Mars. And they had okay. basically radiation detectors put inside Yes. Mars Science Laboratory, so it basically but would have... Also, been... in Curiosity, they had radiation yes. detectors. Thank you. And it's... Because it, the, the Mars Science Lab, as you said, is what took it there. Yes. And that was measuring the radiation on the path to Mars. Yes. And then Curiosity, Curiosity yes. is measuring the radiation on Mars. Yes. And it's too high. They're saying, what was the... It was, what, two-thirds... Of the lifetime dose of high energy space radiation. Yep, which we we don't have a practical defense against yet. No. Now there is a caveat to this. Most of the high levels, the high doses, mm-hmm. um, happened during solar flares. Which well, we, duh. Yeah, but because of that, like there was a sudden burst of high energy, and then basically nothing until the next solar flare. Then it was another high energy burst. Okay. So what they could do is if they just basically build themselves a lead line bunker inside the spaceship where they could just hide out. Andy, do you know how many sci-fi horror stories that that's the premise of? A lot. (laughs) Be like, oh shit, the alarm's going off. Everyone to the bunker. Oh shit, there's something in the bunker. Okay, so then NASA doesn't put something in the bunker. NASA never puts something in the bunker, and that's half the problem, usually. Wasn't there, like, an Apollo horror movie? Yeah, Apollo 19. Or 18. 18, right? Because 17 was the last actual one. Yeah. Yeah, Apollo 18. Speaking of Apollo and horror movies. No, 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 no. Bad idea putting a bunker on Mars that they retreat to for solar flares. But that's just no. That would be the no. basically the way of workaround. Or we give them better equipment, or we don't land people on Mars until there's an established atmosphere. Wait, you want to terraform Mars? Yes. Have you not seen Total Recall? <laughs> Which one, Andy? I've actually seen both of them. Wait, you actually saw the second one? Yeah. I've also listened to the short story that it's based on. I haven't done that yet. We can remember it for you wholesale. Oh, side note, I've got Ender's Game here. I need to start reading that. Yes, you do. Okay. (laughs) So, traveling to other planets, terraforming. What else do we have to talk about today, Andy? Well, speaking of sci-fi, wizard entertainment. Not two things I'd typically connect, but okay. Really? You don't connect? Yeah, well, I mean, StarCraft. Starcraft? Uh, yeah, but... Okay, anyway. Project Titan. Yes. Their officially unannounced MMO. Yes. The announced unannounced MMO that everyone knows they've been working on for like seven years. What about it? It got basically canned. And they're restarting it. 
Do you do you want to know how surprised I am? Do you want to guess? I'm guessing you're not surprised at all. I am so not surprised at all. Why are you not surprised? Well, A, their leadership has changed twice. True. And I mean the project leadership has changed twice. The company had been bought somewhere in there. It went from Blizzard Entertainment to Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And they had started designing this when the accepted model for an MMO was incredibly different than it is today. They they did this. They started it in a World of Warcraft era. Right. Now we're in like Dota and LoL. And right. We're we're in the free to play era and yes. it's it's very different. Very very different. So no, I'm not at all surprised that they took this step. In fact, the only thing that I would find surprising is that it took them this long. So yeah, it's been changed and Dave's not surprised. I right, were you surprised? A little bit, because I was, especially with Wow dropping down to just eight, yeah, just eight million. God, I just said that. Just eight million. God, they've lost a quarter in a year. That's the thing, though, is Wow. I think is finally starting to crack, and so now would be a good time to be. Hey, guys, guess what? Titan. Well, but on the other hand, I mean, I've been talking for years about. Hey, what's Blizzard's exit strategy on WoW? They don't have one. <laughs> well, maybe they do at this point. Maybe they're actually just going to let it die. That's a horrible exit strategy. Nope. Not if you time it right. So they just kind of delayed Titan to let the the death spiral continue? You don't want to compete with yourself. I mean, I, there's nothing else to say. You don't want to compete against yourself. But you want to almost try and keep your audience and move them. But you don't want to compete against yourself. I'm thinking this more along the lines of almost a backdoor pilot. Did I tell you what a backdoor pilot was? Backdoor pilot. Yes. Um, A backdoor pilot is kind of like the uh, uh, basically using a current show as a pilot for another show. Kind of like the fact that... Cheers uh, and Seinfeld. Yeah, Cheers. Not Seinfeld, Frasier. Yes, Cheers and Frasier, Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis, The Finder and Bones. Oh, was it Laverne and Shirley was Happy Days? Or was that... Basically, using a current show, you take one episode with new people, and you basically use that episode as a pilot for a new series. It's where half the spinoffs come from. Yeah. Okay. So I would see that almost happening where... While you still have an audience of 8 million people. I mean, but Andy, how would they do that for, for a new MMO? Would they like, hey, here's a quest where you go and do this in a completely different world. Mm. Like, I don't see how that would work. Well, okay, sir. It's not, it's not a perfect analogy, but I'm just thinking it's while you still have an audience and while you still have the eyeballs. If you Andy, know. Andy. Yeah. This is Activision Blizzard. They can get the eyeballs. Very true. That is not their concern. How much money does Activision spend on Call of Duty advertising? A lot. Eyeballs is not their concern. No, no, it's not. So, again, I'm so not surprised at this. 
I think that it's the right decision. I think it came a little later than it should have. And I'm still excited to see what they're working on. So, continuing with video games. Yes. The PS4. Yes. What about it? During the uh, PS4 announcement, they talked about remote play on the Vita. And they so did not say P- what would be remote playable. Um, well. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Sony President has confirmed that all PS4 games will be required to offer remote play. Now, when they say required to offer remote play, will that be required to offer the same experience on the Vita as on the PS4? Unless the game requires specific hardware like the PS4 camera? Yes. Everything. Why do I need a PlayStation 4 if they can put all of this on the Vita? Well, no, because it would stream the PS4 game to the Vita. So it's dependent on my local Wi-Fi network. Yes. Which, you know, I'm, well, I'm trying to game and someone else is trying to download an update to Steam. Well, you've got a cell phone on you. What, put, it on my, put it on my cell phone's Wi-Fi? Because that's not going to burn through your data cap. I don't have a data cap. I'm on Sprint. I know, but... I know, you're, you're trying to segue. I was also just pointing out the fact that AT&T and Verizon, the two largest cell phone carriers, have data caps. Yes, but I don't have AT&T or Verizon. I know. So I don't care. But I'm just saying for a majority of America, that would be a concern. Well, majority of America should switch and vote with their wallets and say, we don't want caps. But they do want coverage. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If they switched, coverage would come. Are you sure about that? Uh, yes, Andy. I'm, I'm quite sure if Sprint had the money, they'd build as many towers as Verizon and AT&T has. I don't think they would have enough Spectrum coverage to do that. They'd rent it. From who? AT&T and Verizon? Because that's not going to, you know, be cheap. Well, let me, let me re- kind of reiterate. If everyone changes, <laughs> all of a sudden Verizon doesn't need a lot of Spectrum, do they? No, but you're not going to see everybody change. No, of course not. Anyway. So, speaking of Verizon. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yes. Somebody tried out the Fios Unlimited Data Plan for a residential network. Turns Verizon out Verizon's Fios. kind of pays attention when you use more than fifty terabytes of traffic per month. Fifty terabytes? Yes. What was this person doing? Downloading the entire internet? Well, according to the twenty-seven-year-old uh, Californian who preferred not to be identified by name. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, he does lots of stuff. I do some VPN stuff for people in web slash FTP slash S FTP servers. A lot of friends and family stream stuff off me from my huge media collection. I also do some P2P and Usenet stuff. Most so he does a lot of stuff. Most of its storage space is taken up by videos and other media. His personal data set. Oh, okay, here we go. A 1U server acting as a router and VPN server with four 1.5 terabyte disks. A 1U testing server with two 1.5 terabyte disks. A 2U server, formerly a colo box, with eight 750 gigabyte disks. 
a 4U Solaris slash ZFS backup machine with 24 one point, 24 terabyte one terabyte disks. The main server with 24 2 terabyte disks and two 3U storage expansion units, each with 15 3 terabyte disks. How many terabytes it, of data does this man have? A lot. Evidently so. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> he originally had him. Uh, he originally had the business class collection, but then switched to the uh, residential plan because it was actually cheaper. But then um, it turns out that the FIOS terms of service for the residential exclude use of FIOS for high volume purposes and forbids customers to host any type of server. Oops. <laughs> so yeah, he got the he got a call from Verizon going, uh, dude, what are you doing? And he said, well, I've got a server. And they're like, well, that's against the terms of service. You need a business plan. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I want to know this guy's server address. I want to start streaming. <laughs> that's that's insane. Holy crap. Terabytes of bandwidth. Okay. Wow. I want that much bandwidth. What's funny is though he basically switched uh in January and he just got a call. This week. That is a long time. Five months he's been doing this. And they just got around to calling. They just got around to calling him. Yep. Okay. What Did else? Can we talk about personal audio? Personal back in January? Audio. I don't think so. Because back in January, this company, Personal Audio LLC, yeah. a company that claims to have invented podcasting, sued... Oh, let's see, the Adam Carolla Show, a bunch of the Stuff You Should Know podcasts, basically because he has the patent for podcasting. Leo Laporte? I mean, didn't Leo Laporte coin the term? Isn't he regarded as the father of podcasting? I uh, wholly disagree with it, but isn't he regarded as such? Um, no. I forgot the guy's name, but there was a podcast out. Leo Laporte basically gave it to the masses. Well, technically, Apple did that when they put a podcast in iTunes. The term podcasting was mentioned by an author in a February 2004 article in The Guardian. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for you to kind of finish up with what you're trying to say. Anyway, so this guy has been suing, basically, because he's a patent troll. Yeah. <laughs> Saying, oh, if you guys are podcasting, I want my cut. Well, the EFF now has uh, decided to fight him. Okay. So they basically launched a Kickstarter saying, hey, we need $30,000 basically to pay for an inter-parts review, which is a trial that's done through the patent office. And they have now gotten, uh, they got their $30,000 in less than 10 hours. Damn. Nice. So now what they need to do is actually try and find out to see if there is anything before this patent was given that to would be personal audio to a podcast. Yeah. Good luck. So yeah, they need to try and find prior art now, which I don't know how well that's going to work. But yeah, I was actually looking at what personal audio was originally doing. This is what they would do: they would actually record people reading articles from magazines and newspapers putting them on cassettes and mailing them to people. Um, no. Somehow that 
got them a podcast patent. No. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, it's also kind of funny because this guy had this patent back in, I think, like 2000, maybe 1990-something, somewhere back in that range, and he kind of just sat on it. Now, when you're sitting on a patent and you wait until now to, you know, to start suing people because people are finally making money. Yeah, no. Yeah. That, that's just not cool. No. So, yeah, there's a patent troll out there for podcasting now. Are we worried? Um, well, we're not really, well, I was going to say we're not really for profit at the moment. Nope. But does that matter? Well, the the patent, the guy who runs personal audio says that he's not going to be worried about nonprofit podcasts. Okay. So, well, that's good. Yeah, we're not an official nonprofit. If you really wanted to be, we could probably talk to Zach. And <laughs> see about I mean, why would we want to file for nonprofit status, Andy? I don't know. Side note, it was weird seeing Zach's face during the uh Xbox yeah. reveal. Yeah. That was a little weird. Our little Zach is all grown up and getting all chummy with higher ups from various gaming companies. Mm-hmm. That was a bit of a surprise. I was like, wait, what? No, that can't be him. And then I have done down the video on YouTube and it was like, no, that that's him. Yep. All right, what else have we got? Oh, there's a new Gmail coming out. Yes. I noticed that the icon changed. Which, if it's anything like the new Google Talk that came out, I don't want it. Not happy with Hangouts? No, because for the fact that they don't up, it doesn't give me any push notifications to my phone. That seems a little odd. You might I want know. to put in an, a, a help ticket. Or it's like, hey, bug report. This was working before that if somebody sent me a message, it would be a little Google Talk bubble would pop up and I could read it on my phone. I get a notification on my phone. I don't. Somebody sends me a message. Yeah, you're trying to send me a message right now, right? Message has been sent. I know. I see it on my desktop. Nothing on my phone. Huh. If you open the phone's app, is it there? Yes. If I open the phone's app, it I, syncs, and, and then it says, hey. And you, you've investigated your phone's settings to make sure that you're not missing something? Not thoroughly, but it was working before. So it's the, one of the things. It's working before. I changed nothing. So therefore, Except it, the update. I know. Check your damn settings. <sighs> the phone's across the room, so I'll check it later. Okay. Anyway, for the Gmail update, they're they're bringing some of the stuff from Labs in. I'm interested in this tabbed grouping of emails. Yep. There's been a, a lab for it for a while of like the auto sort of emails, which is basically what I'm doing with labels right now is auto sorting my emails. Yep. Smart labels is what it was called. I think I need to do more of that, because right now I have 5,217 unread and unsorted emails. I have 2,000 unread emails. Use uh, Mailstorm. It, it actually really does help. Or Maelstrom, rather, is what it's called. M-A-I-L-S-T-R-O-M. <laughs> there we go. It really helps to get you started. Just don't do it to build the actual filters because it doesn't actually build Gmail filters. It gets filtered on their end and then uses the IMAP to move it in Gmail. 
Oh. But you can use it to get started. Okay. It's so like you can find out where the messages are coming from, and then you can deal with that. I guess I will do that then. Yes. Just after right. the podcast. <laughs> Review? Sure. It's, uh, I guess, my week now. Yes. <laughs> That's the one problem. We were not here, so it's the... Well, done. well, I always was here for my reviews. True. I just so missed one. you took the wrong week off. No, because last week was supposed to be your... Two weeks ago was supposed to be your week. And you weren't here because I was with Brendan and... Oh, Brian. well, okay. And they did uh, Terraria. Right. So then the next week, I was supposed to be mine, but I wasn't here. And so they did oh. Guns of Icarus. So now it's yours. Yes. Now we'll just say this week's my week, next week is your week. We'll just okay. Go from there. So I am going to review an app called Plague Inc. Now if I tell you, shut down everything. Madagascar. Yes. Yeah, the that's, classic. That's from Pandemic. Well, it's Pandemic Two. Pandemic Two, right? The Flash game. Yes. Where you play as a disease, and you try and take over the world. Well, take over is a strong word. You try and kill everybody in the world. There you go. So it was a Flash game that was fun to play, and mm-hmm. somebody basically remade it for the phone. Yes, called Plague Inc. So if you've played Pandemic Two, this is basically Pandemic Two on your phone. Including Madagascar. Yes. Fuck Madagascar. Well, this one's a little bit easier because Madagascar just does not have just a seaport. It's able to spread it better. Okay. So it's not as hard? No. Um, it's also, uh, it's got more variety, too, where you're not just playing a generic virus. Where You have things like, um, you can be spores, you can be... Uh, bacteria, each of these different viruses. Mm-hmm. Fungus, parasite, bacteria, and virus, I believe. Yeah. I'm not even looking at the app. Ha, ha, ha. Um, they all play differently. So you have to, you have to figure out how to... Uh, how best to infect. Yes. And there's also a wider variety of... Basically, each country has its own um, characteristics. So some are rich countries, some are poor countries, some are rural, some are city... That sort of thing, arid, humid, and so you, you basically have to tailor your virus. Not only you have to give it the symptoms, but you also have to basically figure out how to infect the country. Like, um, if it's humid, then you have to build up the virus's water resistance. Well, you so you had to work. do that in the original Pandemic 2, Andy. It's been a long time since I've played Pandemic 2. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you had to do that in the original Pandemic 2. Oh. Well, you do it in this one, too, so it's Pandemic 2 on your phone, which is a little bit more of a twist. Okay. So it's pretty fun, and um, there's a free version, which you don't get the... Uh, there's there's little... Uh, you can modify the genetic code so you can make things easier to spread in different climates, this, that, and the other thing, which you can't get in the free version, but still, the free version has pretty much, like, 90% of the game, so it's pretty fun. Cool. See, the full version removes ads, lets you unlock the genetic modification of the genes, play in fast-forward mode, also unlock and play special plagues. So yeah, it's like two. Special plagues. Yeah, there's like a uh, zombie mode. Cool. So I haven't tried out the full version, but the free version is free. 
<laughs> the free version is free. Yeah. Yes. And it's got 90% of the game. So how much you, is how much is the full version? I think the full version is like $1.50. Oh, screw it. I might as well just buy it. I mean, you want to support these people, don't you? True. Let's see how much the Apple version is. A dollar. Where's the unlock for this? Do you have to just unlock it in the game? Yes, you have to unlock it in the game. Okay, so all of it's free. Yes, except if you want the uh, special stuff. Oh, that's that's cute. Pax 12, new plague type. Mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder what that's a reference to. Ooh, nanovirus and bioweapon? Yeah. Okay, I think I need to go unlock this. Some of those, uh, you can't access... If you're playing in the free version, you actually have to beat the game on the simpler ones, like um, bacteria and spores and stuff like that, before you right. get access to the higher levels. Right. But if you pay for it, you'll get access you to all of You just get access to all Okay. Yeah. Game features achievements. Yes, there are also achievements in the game. They use the new... Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Okay. I'll have to check that out. So, yeah, if, you're, if you want to take over the world... Oh, plus... There's a save mode in the game. So if you're playing and, you know, you need to set it down, you can save your current game and then quit. And then when you start it up again, you can load up your save game, which I love. So, yeah. Okay. So recommended from Andy. Cheap. So that's generally not a problem. Free, actually. But if you want to. If you want the full game, it's cheap. Cool. All right. So random topic. Yes. Rolled ahead of time. We can blame this one on Kate. Oh, no. Kim Kardashian's pregnancy. Is she still pregnant? I don't know. I don't care. I never cared about... I don't even know how. why we even started caring about the Kardashians. How did they make... Like, that has to be one of the biggest coups as far as, as, like, getting media attention. I don't understand why they have so much media attention. Let's see the... Kardashian's show premiered on E! back in 2007. That was Meet the Kardashians or something? Keeping up with the Kardashians. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I I don't get that. Okay, so the series announcement came one week after The Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie was ending. Oh, God. So we can kind of blame it on them. Can we? I mean, I, I don't think we can actually assign blame for this, Andy. I think we have to accept the responsibility that we as Americans are dumb shits. <laughs> Stupid reality television. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. Which t- you can kind of blame on MTV. Well, okay, so originally reality television basically was what, like Candid Camera back in the 50s? That was probably, what, like the first quote-unquote reality show? I don't know. God, I'm trying to remember my TV history, I think. Yeah, I can't think of anything that would be reality-based. We've talked about this, right? Like, what was the first reality show? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the first reality show was Candid Camera. Yeah. In 1948. Okay. Uh, As, like... Totally unscripted people who aren't actors, they don't know what's going on? Yes. Okay, I'll grant you that. Candid camera. So I think we can blame it all on that. Because <laughs> that was, I think, the first reality show. For some reason, it's just expanded. Heck, look at the uh, 
look at TLC in the History Channel now. I mean, it's nothing but. It's oh, Pawn Stars and. Yep. All right. <laughs> I like. I got nothing on that. I have nothing. To, literally nothing to say about the Kardashians. I could not care less. Here we go. It's it's looking at TLC. We've got what. Uh, What's even on TLC right now? Untold Stories of the ER, Breaking Amish, Long Island Medium. Yeah, that's it today. God, look at the shows on TLC right now. It's ridiculous. Okay, Long Island Island Medium, Breaking Amish, Family SOS, Cake Boss, Little Cuppy, The The Goodbye Girls, Little People, Big World, Toddler and Tierra's Four Weddings, Randy to the Rescue, I Found the Gown, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Oh, God. Oh, hell no. My first home, what not to wear, gypsy sisters, 19 kids and counting, say yes to the dress, Atlanta, four houses, hoarding, cheer perfection, my stage addiction, America's worst tattoos, something that borrowed something new, New York, Inc. Welcome to Myrtle Manor, say yes to the dress original, my big frat American gypsy wedding, my crazy obsession, extreme hunting, the great baker. I, I think you can, I think you can stop, Andy. There is nothing on TLC that is not reality yep oh my god (laughs) it's a mirage telling you it's sabotage there you go all right god this is what has happened terrible terrible things terrible things oh my goodness i'm afraid right now actually i was gonna go to discovery and see don't look don't do it i'm 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 fearful now just don't do it, Andy. Uh, at least the Science Channel still has Through the Wormhole. Okay. So that's that's a plus. <laughs> but, oh, jeez. Uh, so, Kim Kardashian's pregnancy. <laughs> the poor kid. I mean, that that's what I got. I, oh, I still remember it was hilarious when it was... Uh, how long did her wedding last? 50-some-odd days? Yeah, something like that. I mean, you can't pay any attention to it whatsoever. <sighs> I literally have my head in my hand right now. I, I think this is a low point on the show. I'm not sure how much further down we can go. Dave will just never speak of this again. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> the, the good news is now, now that we've talked about this random topic, it's gone. It's gone. Yes. And now we have other things to look forward to, like more random topics from Hans. Oh, dear. Oh, number seven. Where do babies come from? <sighs> but that's not necessarily next time. No. Okay. All right. I guess that's that. That is a wrap. Wait, that's my line. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>